2: Number three. All right. It's the debut of the intersection interview, and uh, this is something it's part of the the reformatting of this show and going from a daily podcast to a weekly podcast and being one hour instead of just 15 minutes or so. uh, We're going to be bringing you the intersection interview every week. It'll be something sports, politics, entertainment, current events, technology, you name it, something of interest. Uh, the NBA, and, and as soon as I say the NBA, you might be compelled to turn off. Maybe you're not a big sports fan. But the NBA is going through a lot of off-the-court issues right now. And I wanted to bring in Brandon Scoop Robinson, uh, a good buddy of mine, somebody I know from from back in my days in New York, does a great job on the NBA. Uh, you can catch him. He's got the Scoop B Radio podcast. He's also a senior writer at Heavy. And I wanted to talk with him a little bit this week uh, about some of the things Sort of plaguing, sort of problematic for the NBA uh, as it relates to their relationship with China, as it relates to uh, the television ratings. And also, as it relates to this story, and it really caught my attention over the weekend, this story about the NBA uh, announcing this initiative to go into correctional facilities and do these scrimmages or games um, for prison inmates. And it's part of this outreach uh, that the NBA wants to do. And and I thought about it long and hard. And it's something that is a bit perplexing to me. Uh, Prison is about punishment and rehabilitation. And I think that is um, one of the keys or a couple of the keys when you talk about guys who are who are serving time. And, And I'm okay, Brandon. Uh, Scoop Robinson, my buddy Scoop. I'm okay with the idea of having a night at an NBA arena where you welcome guys back to the community and say, look, they've served their time. They're trying to turn around their lives. Let's give them a couple of tickets to a game, have them come out, see what it's like uh, You know, to live and, and enjoy this experience. Uh, something is a deterrent for them to, to not get in trouble. I, I love that idea, but I'm I'm a bit perplexed by the decision, by the NBA, and by correctional facilities to say, yeah, you know what, we're going to reward you while you're in prison with having these celebrities, these stars, these larger-than-life figures that most people will never get to interact with. We're going to have them come into a prison, and we're going to have them come in and talk to you, and we're going to have them come in and scrimmage, and you're going to get to watch and be up close and in person uh, to these larger-than-life um. Bohemoths that 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 play sports for a living we're going to allow that uh so so again it's kind of troubling to me and i know that might put me in the minority on this on this issue i'm I'm curious to get your thoughts
1: well first of all thank you for having me um to give it a little bit more clarity um it is um represent justice campaign that's what it is um and it's particularly in the Northern California area, the Sacramento Kings are involved. Um, from what I understand, uh, Trevor Ariza—it's not just a game. Trevor Ariza, who's a member of the Kings, is actually going to be speaking, uh, kind of doing a panel with um, people within the correctional system. Um, I know people who who know Trevor, and you know, I know he. Uh, Knows people within the correctional system and would be the right guy to speak about it. I know Luke Walton, the head coach of the Kings, is also actually going to be playing in it. Uh, ESPN's the undefeated Mark Spears did a a magnificent story, magnificent, excuse me, story discussing it. What I can tell you is this um, African American men make up a huge population of the, the, the prison system. And they do watch NBA basketball. Uh, I know that just from folks that I know who have done time. Um, and, and and just even spending time in college, those are two different entities. But basketball is a game that you know African-Americans do do frequently watch. Um, and I think that in this day and age where rapper Meek Mill, as well as Jay-Z, has partnered with Michael Rubin, you know CEO of uh, the Philadelphia 76ers, prison reform is something that has been um, discussed a lot. And I think that when you look at, uh, people who are in prison and the communities that they may represent, there's a lot of people who look up to them in those particular areas. And I don't know all the logistics of all that it entails with the reform of what the NBA is doing with the correctional facility. But what I can tell you is, um, I come from the black church, and one thing in my particular church that we talk about is you educate, emancipate, and empower people. And so if you're preaching a message or you're discussing a message about change and you're discussing how to make an impact in your community, I'm all for it. Um, But I think the game is definitely something that many people are paying attention to and and not so much the intricacies that go with it.
2: Because it isn't just something that we're going to be talking about from these two teams. It sounds like the NBA wants to do more of this. And obviously, this will be an experiment of sorts to see how it goes. But the plan is to have more teams do this, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, And just kind of taking a cursory look at it, uh, Karam Butler... Uh, who is is part of the Vera Institute of Justice, is a board member. Uh, I'm reading just briefly. He said he's excited to see NBA players and coaches represent uh, the Represent Justice campaign to learn more about the legal system and support efforts to build one rooted in dignity, uh, both on the court and off. Uh, This is an opportunity to shape a criminal justice system that touches the lives of millions of Americans, mine included. Um, What I can tell you is that um, it, it, it's interesting, particularly because the to directly answer your question, the NBA um, has always kind of been forth th- forward thinking as it relates to you know Becky Hammond uh, becoming the first w- woman assistant coach to not only be on a coaching staff in the NBA but also you know leading a, a summer league team to a championship. Um, y- you look at women's equality, which is a big issue uh, post Me Too movement at large, uh, but I think criminal justice. And the plight of black males—you uh, have an NBA that is a huge percentage of African Americans uh, that look like me. Um, don't necessarily look like John Stockton or Kyle Corver. and, and that's not a knock. Um, how it looks from a consumer perspective, I can't really speculate or answer that. But what I will tell you is, um, until we start addressing certain issues, uh, things will remain the same. Um, and I think that it's forward thinking. Um, it is something that, um, at least it's a conversational piece. You as a white male, me as a black male talking about incarceration. I, I can tell you from personal experience, um, that I have a family member that spent many years in jail for a crime that he did not commit and he died in jail. Um, and, and mm. it was proven that, 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 was the case, um, I don't want to go too in depth about who it was and why, but what I will tell you is um, it was basically a racial issue that was, that was in a state that is notorious for um, kind of um, not being fair to black males. Um, I, I know situations in my own family where, you know, I, I know I have a family member who was murdered and, uh, and then that person's spouse, uh, Worked in that criminal justice system, having to work with the person who murdered their spouse. Um, And I think that these conversations, as as we deal with, you know, mental health, as we deal with just all the other things that I talk about, until we have certain conversations about why things are the way they are, they don't change. And why not a powerful entity like the NBA discuss those things? I think that's that's, um, thought provoking.
2: Brandon Scoop Robinson does a great job on the NBA. Catch him on the Scoop B Radio podcast. He is our guest for the interview on this episode of the Intersection podcast. Um, It's kind of interesting because I think it's an interesting segue from the NBA and the correctional facility game and this this movement that they're they're undertaking um, to talk about China because whereas they're so forward thinking in so many regards... It felt like the China story was such a case of backwards thinking. Um, And really, they played themselves into a losing hand with both sides. They played themselves into a losing hand with politicos and a lot of people, freedom loving people in the U.S. And then at the same time, they played themselves into a losing hand with how they handled it with China. And it doesn't seem like the relationship with China has been repaired by any stretch right now.
1: No, it hasn't been repaired. And I think the thing that is uh, disheartening is Daryl Morey wasn't wrong. His timing just couldn't have come at the worst time. I I will tell you that myself, I I do business with China um, on, on a basketball level. And it's like, the thing I have to commend China on is they were on a unified front. The thing that looks bad is in this situation, the NBA can't double talk. Um, and I think that the NBA is going to really fill it once, if the salary cap, you know, does drop the way that it does. Um, and I think that just that situation at large was just a situation where, you know, I don't know everything about what's going on between the, the, the dealings between China and, and Hong Kong. I'd be the wrong person to speak on it. But what I can say is um, to have... Players in China while that situation is going on. First of all, I have to commend the Nets' new owner uh, for kind of playing middle ground, Yao Ming for playing middle ground and knowing both sides. But um, I think the NBA has been a strong entity for so long. Many may feel that it was self righteous that they think they could just dig themselves out just because they're the NBA. And China really does cut a lot of checks. Um, and I find it interesting um, that even you know our president U.S. U.S. President Donald Trump, Scoop you know, you made radio. a statement that kind of made you think. He said, you know, uh, I find it interesting that all these guys they they come at me for the things that I do, but then you know you got, got and he mentioned I believe Greg Popovich and Steve Kerr, but then you know he said they're kind of apologetic to the Chinese government. Uh, it was start provoking. I see both sides, but I think. Um, We're just in a place right now where people can speak their minds. Uh, You have freedom of speech, but the repercussions that come from that are not protected under that First Amendment. And China doesn't believe any of that. I know that China believes that you know we're 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 very entertaining. uh, We're characters, and maybe that's not a belief uh, that they hold true and dear to their heart. And um, I'm just happy that the game was actually played. You know, I spoke to Anthony Davis. Um, last month. And one of the things we talked about was just the chemistry that the Lakers, you know, at large have. And he said, you know, when I look at this summer, me coming into LA, meaning him and, and, and LeBron, they didn't get a lot of time to work out together. He said, but, you know, they went they went to China and they seemed to find a rhythm there and it's carried over into the season. He, and he joked, he said, LeBron told him, you know, that, th- that they're more. They're not quite peanut butter and jelly. They're more like peanut butter <laughs> and banana at this point. And, um, you know, it, it, it's just interesting to see, you know, how it went. Um, the Nets were in China and, you know, th- they, they played against the Lakers and it was kind of entertaining. It kind of seemed like a forward thinking or, or, or a glimpse into what could happen in the future once Kevin Durant does come back and is healthy uh, between both, you know, the Lakers and the, and the, the Brooklyn Nets. But, you know, at large, as it relates to your initial question about China, uh, I, I hope it can get repaired because we both need each other, both the U.S. and China, uh, and 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 there's interest on the business side and just the entertainment side on, from both sides.
2: I don't mean to put you on the spot, but you mentioned you know your own dealings with China. I mean, how how thorny is that for you in terms of even how you discuss the subject as somebody that obviously has some presence in China.
1: Um, for me, I'm contracted, so I'm straight. But what I'll tell you is, um, it's a conversation that, uh, I think fortunately for me, the dealers that I deal with business wise, those folks are both American and Chinese. So they understand both sides of it. It's kind of not discussed. So from, from my, from our business standpoint, it doesn't affect me, but, um, I know people within basketball circles where it has affected them. And it's like their loyalty to their country is, 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 is a real thing. And, mm. you know, it's, it's, it's disheartening to them that it happened the way it happened. And, and, and most talk that I hear from just folks around the league is man, couldn't he have just meaning Gary more, couldn't he have waited to send that tweet maybe like, you know, like uh, a week or two after. And, and their, their thought process was, I'm sure he wasn't thinking about NBA. Anymore. Sure. Just speak in his mind, and then you know I, I spoke. I spoke to some people from the broadcasting side, and you know, just about how they had to move some things around and change just the trajectory of how that game was broadcasted. Like the league lost a lot of money off of that NBA China stuff, man, and you know, it it, it, it affected a lot of people. You know, even from a perspective of you know outreach to China post those games and how things got canceled. Like from the broadcasting side, it messed up some things from a, from a a apparel perspective, you know, it messed up some things, you know, like Dwayne Wade's, um, sneaker company, Lee Ning. That's, that's, or the company that he wears, that's a Chinese based company from all things that I've been told that didn't really affect him, those comments and stuff. But, you know, there are some things where players are dealing and doing business in China, um, and it affected their pockets. And, um, you know, I, I think the NBA and China at some point are going to have to figure something out. And I think the biggest thing is they wanted an apology from the NBA. And, you know, it's kind of like a a, a rock between a rock and a hard place where, you know, they wanted Dar Humori fired. And, you know, that could be a lawsuit because in America we're protected by yep. freedom of speech. So. Yeah, Maury's comfortable, but in a sense of, you know, the Rockets are doing well. You know, they came down from a 25-point deficit uh, Tuesday night uh, against the San Antonio Spurs. And, you know, they brought in Russell Westbrook over the summer. And, you know, people were skeptical about that. So there was no grounds to fire him based upon a comment. Um, And and that's where the Chinese government and and the U.S., it seems they seem to differ on, on, on those matters.
2: Brandon Scoop Robinson does a great job with the NBA. Catch him on the Scoop B Radio podcast. Also a senior writer uh, over at Heavy. I could do this all day. I appreciate it, my man, especially uh, with the time change or the time difference between us. Thank you, my friend.
1: Of course, man. Thank you for the opportunity.
2: And again, thanks to Scoop for uh, coming on with me for a few minutes. It was um, it was cool to get to talk to him. It really was a lot more than a few minutes, almost 20 minutes, that we just spent talking about the off-the-court stuff. But I got good news. We did talk about some on-the-court stuff as it pertains to the NBA. Even though I'm in Singapore, don't worry. I'm still watching. I'm still paying attention. Uh, my full conversation with Brandon Scoop Robinson, Scoop the Radio. full conversation could be heard uh, in another podcast. Just go to Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V, com and go check out uh, the remainder of my conversation with my buddy, Brandon Scoop Robinson. Uh, it's not going to be out on, uh, we're dropping the podcast on a Tuesday. It'll be out in a couple days. Uh, check back for it in a couple of days and you'll see it. In fact, I- I'll even do you one better. Just subscribe to the Intersection podcast from Believe. Believe in the Intersection uh, is the official name, but just search for the Intersection. You'll find it. B L E A V Dot com. You can just go to the website, subscribe, and when we drop the remainder of that conversation with Scoop Robinson, who does a great job on the NBA, uh, we go into some great on-the-court issues, and you'll want to hear what he has to say when we talk about the Lakers and the Clippers, which team does he have coming out on top in the battle for, his Los, An- battle for Los Angeles? His, his, his answer may interest you, uh, so make sure to check out the podcast in its entirety. It's about a half hour my conversation with Brandon Scoop Robinson. That'll be coming up in a couple of days. Scoopy Radio
1: Overtime.
2: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why
1: I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter.